Okay, welcome to the Pints Performance Podcast with me, Tom Blay. I've had a few weeks off because I've been pissed off at the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm joined by lovely Kate Cocker, um, who is one of the members at CrossFit 3D and many more things. Kate, would you introduce yourself, please? Um, I am wife, mother, uh, CrossFitter. <laughs> CrossFit and, wanker. Pardon? CrossFit wanker. Yeah, fully signed up actually and what else I, well I coach people how to present so I'm watching your every move and listening to your every move and I also have a podcast called Everyday Positivity which is about helping people be kind to themselves and feel good about themselves every day lovely there you go so we've been we've been flirting around with this idea of doing a podcast for a few weeks yes talking about a couple of very very uh, sensitive do we, need some, do we need some ground rules? No. Nah. Do we need a safe word? Uh, banana. <laughs> banana, okay. Right. <laughs> right. So today, what we're going to get into, Kate? We are going to talk about prolapse. Yes. Women's health. Women's and I really health. wanted to do this on this podcast because it feels to me like it's a good place to do it. So is that... Um, people who don't usually hear about this sort of stuff hear about this sort of stuff. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because there's a great podcast called Why Why Mums Can't Jump, <laughs> which is all about prolapse, which, uh, which I thought would be a good thing to talk about it on. But, um, but this, is, this is my choice. So what do you want to know? So we, um, you messaged me a couple of weeks ago because we've been doing yep. some training together, haven't we? Yeah. Making you stronger. Yeah. Um, helping you get towards your goals a little bit mm -hmm. so we've been working towards things like pull-ups yeah all that sort of good stuff um improving your core strength which is very key um yep. and then you messaged me panicking a few weeks ago yeah i did this this um issue that you've had historically anyway yeah so, so okay let's go into it then so at the point that i start, decided to start working with you i'd got to a point in my training that i hadn't got to or i got to before but then always fallen back from which is I'm really feeling really strong. I want to improve. I want to get better now because actually over the last lockdown, I actually improved my fitness and I improved my strength. Yeah. So I didn't want to track back. You Lost got really lean kilos. as well. Got really yeah, I did, did a proper nice eating program um, and lost 10, basically lost 10 kilos. So I just was feeling fitter, leaner, stronger, everything. Um, and then uh, I was at the box actually doing front squats, hold and up. And I was sort of experiencing some sort of discomfort and afterwards I checked and was like, oh my goodness, there's a lump in that area. And my brain was like, oh no, that's not supposed to be there. What is that? Got home, went and had a look in the mirror, as you do. <laughs> I went, oh my God, I can see it. It's not supposed to look like that. I don't think, I don't tend to look in that area very much. So got Tim out. <laughs> went, An expert. Got the expert out business end and basically read right I'm gonna lie on the bed and I'm gonna open my legs and I'm gonna and you need to look and tell me if, if that's normal <laughs> and I went okay after three one two three open legs husband goes no that is not normal <laughs> within two two like heartbeats and I go quick like that <laughs> close my legs back up again I was like what do you mean it doesn't look like the centerfold of Razzle magazine <laughs> <laughs> anyway at that point I realized that it's um, a prolapse, which I'd four years ago, I'd had some uh, 
symptoms and gone, you know, I was walking for about half a mile and would need the toilet. Yeah. And so I was suffering from kind of minor, minor, minor incontinence and minor, minor, minor sort of needing the toilet all the time. So I went and had it checked because I knew that this might be something that would happen. Shall I explain what a prolapse is? Please. Yeah, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? So what we're talking about is uh, prolapse is when an uh, organ in your body drops from where it should be. So it goes downwards. And what we're talking about here is a pelvic organ prolapse or POP as they kind of abbreviate yeah. it to. And what seems to be happening is my bladder has now dropped into my pelvic floor muscles. So it's protruding in areas that it shouldn't be protruding. And you can have stages of this. So they mark it on the stages of one to four. And when I had myself checked before and I went through the doctors and everything four years ago, they were like, right, you're probably about a one and a half, maybe a two. Yeah. Uh, do your pelvic floor exercises, but don't run a half marathon. And I went, okay, well, that makes sense. Maybe high impact over long periods of time isn't the best thing for gravity and for pelvic floor muscles. Mm. Um, and then they said, don't go spinning. And I was like, what do you mean don't go spinning? I don't stand up and sit down on the spinning bike. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Are you saying that I can't exercise here? Because this is sort of a really big part of who I am and what I do. And they're like, well, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. Do these pelvic floor exercises and you probably could lift a wardrobe if you were moving one, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So when it, when, when I kind of saw this lump about four years later that came out of nowhere, no extra other symptoms, nothing that made me go, I'm in pain or I'm uncomfortable. It was just a, a kind of random search moment <laughs> that I discovered it. I freaked out yeah. because in that four years, I've started lifting heavy objects quite regularly if I started to do CrossFit. <laughs> and so then you go, then I was like, oh, I've ruined myself. It's my fault. I shouldn't have done this. So when I when I text you, and actually you were one of the first people that I contacted because I was like, well, first of all, fundamentally you're my coach and I'm freaking out. Um, and there's something going that I'm basically essentially injured, if you like, and I don't know how to deal with that. I also understood that, you know, CrossFit for women, there's often talk about people, you know, wetting themselves. We've joked over the last year I've been part of the 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 box about i'm like i have to get a bigger boat when we're doing double unders you know yeah. we've, had the, we've had the mop out many a time for yeah exactly so i kind of felt comfortable talking about it which i i just want to kind of note here is was really important to me to be able to phone you and go oh my god and to be quite emotional about it because i was panicking because it's like when something like that happens it's like any injury isn't it you can't do the thing that you love and you've got to yeah. get over the fact that that part of you might not exist anymore and that's grief that's you know that's an identity shift and identity shifts are highly linked to depression you know, all that stuff so it's just part of the change process really and you were great actually because you're constantly going this is temporary at me which <laughs> is really good so so yeah so then I then had this hilarious moment where I couldn't book an appointment with the GP which is a whole other thing uh because of dates and times but finally got in I finally got a really good GP this time. And I just basically walked in and said, if you tell me I can't exercise, I'm not, this isn't this, I'm not playing, yeah. you know, don't, don't send me to a physio. who's going to say to me, do your pelvic floor exercises at the traffic lights yeah. and don't lift anything. Cause that is not happening. And to be fair to her, she was great. The GP was like, because I'm only 41, 
I should probably see a gynecologist. So I'm, I'm still waiting for my letter to be referred there. Um, but go and sort yourself out with your own physio. So you and I did a bit of researching and I found one actually in Chalton called Katie Sirrett, who's great. And I've been to see her and she was like, well, I phoned her from the meat aisle in Aldi. <laughs> and I was like, I need to come, I need to come and see you. I've got this prolapse going on. And I'm basically really scared that you're going to tell me I can't exercise anymore. She went in the last four years, literally in the last four years, everything has changed. So, so yeah, so that's where, that's, that's where we're at. We're getting physio now. And there's some interesting learnings, I have to say. Yeah. Scary. It's, yeah. it's so frightening, isn't it? To have like yeah. all your fun and all your happiness taken away and look like the amazing changes you've made to your body and your strength and your confidence from CrossFit. So having that taken away, like, like I've had it before, I've had injuries and stuff before where you, you are literally panicking and you, you're terrified that you might yeah. not be able to live your life the way you like doing it, like the way you yeah. love doing it. Um, yeah. So I can, I can imagine how terrifying that was at that time. And also I'm not experiencing any pain. So I'm not experiencing any pain. The only sign like I couldn't do, oh, we kept on getting programmed star jumps, didn't we? <laughs> Over lockdown. <Not> the best. <laughs> and I think there was one session where I ended up with my, with, I always call them the PT sessions where it's just you and the trainer and it was you. And I was like, I don't think I could do all those star jumps. And then I did them and there was no problem whatsoever. And I started to, I sort of had forgotten that it was a problem that, that I might have a bit of a prolapse or I might have a bit of a, you know, bladder dysfunction or anything like that. And I'd sort of started to believe that I had defied nature, you know, and I'd actually made it go away because for all the intents and purposes, it's not temporary. This is, um, you know, it's not going to go back up. No. You know, gravity is one way at this point, if you believe in it. Another <laughs> <laughs> bad podcast. Hey, Tom. <laughs> I haven't got the expertise for that one. Um, <laughs> right. So what what is the plan? Like, it's obviously very terrifying. You know, it's for, for you who loves exercise. There are people out there who are probably struggling with this. So what do we do? Well, this is this is the bit that I, I keep getting my head tangled around, which is when do I know it's better or when do I know I can lift? Mm. So there is a plan. I've seen my physio. I've had <clears throat> the inspection. Which was interesting in itself. There are positives, which are <laughs> the lying down inspection was the same as the standing up one, <laughs> okay. which means nothing's dropping when it, when uh, when I stand up. Uh, so that's the positives. She's given me some exercises. There's actually a really great app called Squeezy, which the NHS have done, which is help. Which so I do two sets of pelvic floor exercises a day with that timing me and everything, which is good. Brilliant. And then the bit that we discovered was that my left side, which you'll appreciate this because my right side is really tight on my back, but my left side on the inside is really tight. So I don't know what's happening there. There's something compensation stuff going on. So we're actually about loosening the left side. Interestingly, the left side is where the bladder has fallen into. Right. So something subconsciously is happening there. So I've got some stretches to do. And then if you see me in the box lying on my back, that's one of the things to do to relax. And I keep on joking that that's everything going back in. <laughs> Actually reversing. She said I could do handstands, which was great. I was like, brilliant. She brilliant. Was like, that's a good inversion to do. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to other women who are struggling with this? So I don't know that we know we're struggling with it. That's the bit that is bothering me the most. And I've spoken to a couple of the, the girls at the box. Um, 
and a couple of them kind of like look at me like oh my god like whites of eyes come out going I didn't know this was the thing and some people go oh yeah I think about that all the time and uh Jamie the the one of the trainers at the box was brilliant because she actually showed me that what I was doing was I'm breathing wrong and that when you breathe out under no let me rephrase that that I should be breathing out on the exertion and yeah. on that breath out I should be pulling the pelvic floor muscles in yeah and I don't know if I was doing that before but my current state is that's the thing I'm focusing on the most so in all of the training that we're doing now I'm just going down in well first thing first no jumping so no uh, impact work and then second thing is uh, every time we do a new move I'm just trying to work out where to breathe yeah and then how to then implant it so rowing was the first one I got quite good at that now so it's funny how quickly your brain rewires yeah <clears throat> the best uh, athletes in the world learn to breathe with the movements yeah you know so breathing lifting breathing at the right time filling your mm. belly with air exert breathing out as you stand up out of a clean like all those sorts of things like the the best do that the most efficient people do that anyway um and it's just correct bracing so it's a great skill to have and it's probably going to make you more efficient in yeah with your movements i tell you what those first couple of weeks though afterwards so we, it happened i slowed down went away for a week came back and I just kept on getting really tearful through the workouts. I kept on being like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Having to like hide like my tears as I was lifting something. Um, and I said to Jamie, I said, right, that was, I think we, one Sunday afterwards, I was like, that was the first workout I've done where I've not had a cry halfway through. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the process and the progress helps and is there. And it's just weird like you can't tell like people will ask if you're injured or you know why aren't you working out and you're like <laughs> I just don't want people I'm, so I so I'm doing a podcast but I don't want people to look at me and go oh bladder's about to fall on the floor yeah. I think I, <laughs> I told someone the other day mm -hmm. and I was like no it could fall out and they're like what and I'm like wait it can't fall out it's fine but it, it is something that as women this is kind of part of the bigger picture I think you know Obesity is such a problem in this country. And four years ago, I was basically told to stop exercising by the NHS. And to me, that felt really counterintuitive and counterproductive with everything that we're trying to do in this country to get people healthy, or at the time we were trying to do to get people healthy. Um, so I'm glad that the advice has changed, but it's so hard to get girls and women to exercise. It's so hard for them to find things that they enjoy. You know, age of seven, they drop out of sport and then you've got to teach them how to breathe properly and use their pelvic floor properly to prevent them from yeah. you know it's just such a difficult conversation I think I think yeah what why do you think it is that girls in particular don't want to exercise why do you think in particular men struggle to talk about their emotions <laughs> that's the difference that's it insecurity yeah I think, so I do a podcast in a, called Everyday Positivity. It's part of, I see it as part of the well-being world, right? I think that the well-being world speaks in a very female language. And I think the sporting world speaks in a very male language and a very male way. And I think that's, that's my comparison. It's that, you know, when you're talking to a man about, 
gosh, I'm making massive sweeping statements now, but go for it. In general, when you speak to men about mental health, you know, if you're talking about self-compassion, you might start talking about inner games or inner, you know, you, you, you when you talk about your self-development, you talk about, I am going in this direction and we're doing it in this way and this is how I'm going to go about it. Whereas for women, it's a different process. And I know that, because I did some work with um, GM Moving uh, a few years ago, which, you know, their whole mission was to get 2 million people moving in Manchester. And th they would find things like they, they'd engage women by doing selfie walks or you know making sure that there was netball going on at the same time as a nail bar you know it's just this it's just engaging women in sport is it has to be a slightly different approach to the way that sport I think is set up that's and, and sport and fitness are also two different things as well definitely two different things as well and I think but then I also think that I can tell in my working life I could tell the people who didn't really play sport because they didn't understand teams, they didn't understand structure, they didn't understand winning versus losing. You know, and I played sport when I was younger. I, I came through the ranks and I played lacrosse at, all through my teens and into my twenties. And I played netball over the last few years and I play squash now, you know? So I get a real thrill from it. So I find it really difficult. My daughter's not into it at all. And I find that really hard Yeah. because I can't, I can't work out how to engage her without Remember, it being um, like a negative thing. Yeah. Do you remember any kids at school who were like that, like girls in your class who just wouldn't get involved? Um, I mean, I do. But the kids who were, the kids who were the ones who just were in the uniform when it was PE. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was the at the time, it was things like they wouldn't go swimming because they were on. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's fair on. enough. <laughs> you know, they might have felt. Yeah, I know. Rubbish. Yeah, but it. I don't, to be fair, do I remember? Well, I just, I think we had a few options at school because we had, we played lacrosse and we played netball and I don't know, my social circles were still quite sporty, but I remember it being my mum and my, and my husband's mum are both like, I don't understand this. Like, what are you doing? Don't understand this sport thing. You know, my mum never took part when we, when we were running around in the garden, mum would just sit on the side. Yeah. And I just never wanted to be like that with my kids. I was like, I want to be able to join in. I want to be able to pick them up and throw them. I want to be able to do a push up with them on my back. You know, that's that's my aim of being fit is that I can enjoy. That's why I buy into CrossFit so much because it's all about that, you know, fit for life stuff. It's like, that's what I want. I want to be able to do those things so yeah. that I can enjoy my life. Absolutely. I think uh, I've said it on this podcast so many times about health, fitness, obesity being a huge part of that as well yeah. and the fact that it's not really talked about as much like we've gone through this all this crap this last year and a half about the this coronavirus and really the main pandemic has always been obesity mm. because that leads to way more deaths way more early deaths way more horrible illnesses and diseases than COVID-19 has way more for your life and your lifestyle contributes yeah. to these deadly things in your life um but it's ignored and it's it's all right it sounds like it's it's accepted that when you get to a certain age when you've had so many children that you have got this big belly that you are a bit heavier you are and a, bit a prolapse <laughs> yeah it is, it's accepted it's accepted it and it's like it's it's maddening how it's just like oh i've had two kids now you know 
like an extra cushion for the pushing and then whatever other other like nice little phrase you want to add to it to make yourself feel better about getting fat. Like I just it's so hard for me to accept as a trainer that people are fine with it. Yeah. When, when I see so many people in the gym who don't want to be that. Okay. So I think there's that. So I, you know, my, as I said, my daughter's not into it at all. Mm. Uh, well, not at all. She does. She understands why she needs to exercise, but I find it as mm. a mother, I have worked really hard to not be angry at the state of my own body in front of her in terms of I don't like the way I look stuff because I don't want to pass on that kind of self-flagellation if you like to her because it's just this is such a tangly world Tom because you you kind of you you can't it's it's the it's the body shaming element you can't achieve anything by shaming anyone you know it actually has the reverse effect if you shame people and yet that's how do you then start the conversation without treading into that world so over the years my daughter has come up on the charts as high you know in terms of the weight and I get really cross because all I'd get I wouldn't get any advice on how to talk to her about it I'd just be like get her on a diet and I've got friends now who've been on a diet since they were nine and they're in their 40s it's like you don't want to put your kid on a diet when they're nine you know it's like it's like but how do you have these conversations so a couple of ways in the past that have helped me personally with my clients and yeah. friends is is not to be like your fat Dave. It's more yeah. educational and letting them know that where they're at is okay for now. Yeah. Really, like if you look at your long-term health and what what type of condition do you want to be in when you're 50, 60, 70, pointing out that it's like it's almost like you've got a slow puncture in your tire we need to get it sorted because at some point things are going to go badly. Yeah. Saying it in the right way in the, it, and, and being honest, you know, you have to have a level yeah. of like, I wouldn't call it cruelty, but I'd just be like, I'm being really honest with you because I love you. And this is what, yeah. this is the crack. And it, it has to come from a place of love. However you say it, it's not a criticism. It's not your shit. It's more like, I love you. And I care about you so much. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be the messenger who gets shot as in shoot the messenger. I'm going to be the messenger who says, this is what's happening. And we're heading towards a dark place. You've got a daughter. Mm -hmm. Do you worry about, and a son, do you worry about it differently for both of them? Um, Well, Thea has been doing burpees since she yeah, was she's quite probably quite old. ingrained, isn't she? Yeah, um, all those baby pictures of her the other day, like in the box. Like, yeah, I've got a video. <laughs> her way of life, right? In the first lockdown, I was training in the back garden. I was doing burpees. <laughs> I finished the round, and she comes over and starts doing burpees on the mat. <laughs> Dander's ten. Um, he can do pistols, climb a rope. Mm. You know, he can do handstand. He can do handstands. He's yeah, clean and jerk twenty five kilograms. Like. I'm not worried. The my yeah. my kids see me and Lord, and Lord doing it, training yeah. all the time. We you know we we eat really well. We are all about sleep and spending time together, building relationships, yeah. having you know, and all the things that contribute to a healthy lifestyle. So the examples there with my with my kids, 
um, and we talk to them about it. And I think that one of the main things is that it's just not been talked about enough in the over the dinner table um, that this that you have one body and you should respect it and treat it with care because it's weird how it's not weird it's just obvious how these people who are obese who don't want to train who don't want to do any sport are also really really insecure and they don't open up and i think that it's because there's a, a, a severe sort of lack of honesty in people's lives and things just get swept under the carpet a little bit like don't worry about that yeah. Don't worry about that. We'll deal with that. It, well, it goes in. The, it goes in. The, uh, my, I've got a friend who talks about the all too difficult box, <laughs> and it goes in the all too difficult box. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, and I, you know, people comment on this quite a lot. But my, what's the what box called again? Sorry, it's all, all too, too. It's all too difficult. All too difficult to deal with box. <laughs> yeah, that my box is like that You've got big. Zero, no it's, red dots on your inbox. <laughs> yeah, it's dealt with. No blobs. <laughs> And uh, I, I end up, I end up saying a lot of things that people are like just cringe, cringe yeah. at because they don't want to deal with it, or it's the the taboo subject. So it's like, oh my god, you've just pointed out the massive elephant in the room. Like, I, you know, I'm always just casting a light on that because I, I can't live any other way because I know that if you live and ignore these things, your life will just continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse until you deal with it. And it's always going to be harder to deal with, isn't it, later on? Yeah, and that's proven true in this situation that I've got now. Um, in, all, in fact, both of them. <laughs> like if I'd have done more of my pelvic floor exercises and I, you know, maybe hadn't done spinning, it was that fury. I was like, I've got to, I'm doing it. I'm going to just start CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm going to defy nature um, but I think what people struggle with is the words and I certainly you know I've been afraid to say things and it's uh, we're so Tim and I are so big on this in terms of how we speak to the children you know when we when they were kids I ended up going to like his parents school which was really cool I only went because it was two hours of free crash because I had two two kids under two you know I had two 15, 15 months between them right, I was right. like bloody free crash I'm in <laughs> but the actual stuff about communicating with your kids was really amazing because it's all about and you'll get this with your coaching it's all about telling people what you want them to do not be and not being flaky so in 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 this way of thinking like to help your kids understand consequences it's never if you do this then you'll get that it's when you do this then you'll get that it's the difference and it's like you know when you hear you know when you hear parents say don't spill that drink that they've got and then the kid spills that drink and then they get really told off it's because they've not heard the don't like your brain doesn't hear the don't so I had it at the weekend like the kids are all touching stuff like like we've got loads of nieces and nephews and they're all like getting their hands in the cake and I'm like right everyone hands on your tummy and they all put their hands on the tummy, which is the same result, but I'm not telling them off. Yeah. And I think when it comes to coaching the positive. Yeah, coaching the positive. So when it but when it comes to this bit, which is okay, women's health, number one, um, and then women's fitness and eating and body, and there's all this stuff. We've got language, we call we call it body shaming, but we don't have anything that goes, how do we talk about? You know, it is, it's that focus on health. It's that focus on strength. Yeah, Even something like body positivity, like yeah. end up leading to a negative yeah. health wise, because it's yeah. like, uh, it's absolutely this, this person who's 20 stones, amazing and beautiful. And I'm sure she is to someone, but she's also severely obese 
and incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that, you know, there are people who genuinely really struggle and there are people with autoimmune diseases and all that kind of stuff that do struggle with their weight. And it is part of that. I also understand that it's different for everyone. And that's actually part of the challenge, which is that, you know, we are so flooded with food information and diets and we should be doing this and we should be doing that. And this is how, you know, eat mindfully and do that. No, no, no. There's so much that we get really bombarded and confused about our diets and how, what what kind of exercise we should be doing. And And everyone's got their own opinion on it. Like, is it food? I listen to podcasts. So I'm doing keto or like, and I'm like, great, go for it. Try it. Yeah. Learn something when you, and then when you fucked it up, and yeah you know whatever come back and we'll talk about it like it's it's just all learning though like it is and understanding what you need so um I basically for the last 20 years have spent my life putting on a stone and losing a stone and putting on a stone and losing a stone and putting on a stone. I've done weight watchers I've had a dietitian and it was it's only and you know I've done this exercise I've had a personal trainer I've done you know I've done all sorts of different things and I think you, I think it, if someone had sat me down and gone, right, what kind of person are you? Well, okay, I'm the kind of person who likes working really hard. I like being around people. I like having some accountability. I think I'd have been doing CrossFit about 10 years ago mm. because CrossFit ticks all of those boxes. Yeah. But, you know, my daughter, it's not her thing. And I've just got to find her thing equally yeah. with my food. Like I've now, I have a, I'm on a plan where I have a coach. So I have someone on WhatsApp that I go, uh, what do I do? And I'm not counting calories. They're watching my protein and my macros. Yeah. And, and now I'm actually at the point where, cause the biggest challenge I was having was I'd lose the stone and then I'd just put it back on again. So now I'm maintaining. So same as with the CrossFit approach, which was, I want to get better. The so it looks to me, you found the way. You found the way for you. Yeah. You've not found the way for your daughter. No, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> But firstly, have you found the way because you know your why? Yeah. And I know the type of person I am and right. I understand my values enough to go, this way is for me. Right. So, so is, the, is the issue with your daughter that she doesn't know why yet? I think, um, I think she's probably bombarded with our whys. And I think that we need to do a bit of work around listening to her and finding out what works for her because, you know, she was really into her gymnastics for a bit and over lockdown, she'd go and do some gymnastics in the back garden. And then, you know, we'd be like, yeah, but you also need to do, and that's to her, that means, oh, I shouldn't be doing my gymnastics. Mm. How old is she? 12 now. Yeah. And that's like a really hard age to be a young Oh God. I, it's making me want to cry talking about it. It's really hard. Cause you just don't, you don't want to end up down that road of, you know, you see, you hear so many horror stories of, of, you know, yeah, of, of eating disorders yep. and all that. You just don't, and I just don't go, want to bring that to It can go a, a number of ways. And um, actually it's not, it, the problem has arisen because someone at school has teased her for her, her size. So, yeah. and, and like, you can't protect them, but it's, it, that's a horrible feeling. No. I, like, I should have been there before them. I should have, I should have dealt with this before it was the world got her, but actually you can't stop the world getting you can't, you can't protect them. the tools to deal with it. 
you can't they've, they've got to they've got to learn and um they've got to experience this sort of stuff you know like bullying and the way with the way people are like it's it's very hard and you know it's a horrible feeling that you can't protect your kids from from anything because you want yeah. um but you can't you know and you want them to grow and you want them to get a thick skin and you want them to um think inwardly a little bit and think about themselves and um well i don't want them to have a thick skin that's a really funny thing you said that as I in a little to, bit like as i in, want her to know she's okay i want her to know that she's okay from the like from the here from the belly from her core and that's what we did this morning as she went into school this morning I went right come on what's good about you she's good. like I'm really clever and yes you've, I'm, she's very funny very funny and I'm beautiful yeah go 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 and you know it's wind in yeah. the sails it's never I don't mean thick skin I mean I as, in, as in I like mean, she can just ignore things I mean it's yeah. not that's not about what about it is like but it is about knowing who she is so if somebody says like if somebody said to me you're going bald I'd be like are you mad do you know what I'm saying because I know, because I'm because I'm confident with what I've got. Like, or yeah. I know I'm nowhere near bald. And um, yeah, someone said to me, "You're short." I'll be like, "I'm six foot tall." Do you know what I mean? There's, I know who you are. Is is the the armor? Is the strength? Yeah. So that's really positive that you said that. Like, that's really good. It's good for yeah. Us. It's just rebuilding her back up. She's worthy and she's strong and she's got a lot going for her. Yeah, and then I'll close the door and burst into tears. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> feeling's okay. Feeling stuff is okay. It's you know. normal. You got to go through it, otherwise you can't get out the other side. Yeah, I, I like um, to. I like. It's interesting what you said about doing the gymnastics in the back garden, and it is so easy to be like, well, you should have done a bit of this, and you should probably finish with some of this, and yeah, you know, and um, instead, like the the best approach I found is just to praise, praise what's mm. happened, praise mm. the positive, and um. Sometimes you can give the shit sandwich, but you know, that doesn't really work well. I don't, I don't whether it's with work colleagues or family or friends. Um, it's more like a, what would you call it? A shit bruschetta, not a shit sandwich. Do you know what I mean? I only want one side yeah, of shit. You only want one side. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, well in neuroscience, like... you've got to, for people to experience change, they need to feel comfortable. So um, that's, that's the purpose of the, the shit sandwich, as you call it, is the is the shit bruschetta. It's like, okay, you're doing this really well. You're doing this really well. Here's what I would advise you do. Um, so yeah, that's why that works because it's it's about that comfort and trust. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The, the, the why aspect of it though is, re- is really that's important. really interesting. So yeah, the why is everything. I think like because it's the the anchor that hold that pulls you back. Like yeah, when you when you go off the boil or when you've got when you've got your why and you forget it and you're like you know we have like a a term when people are trying to lose weight called the fuck it moment where they just go right sack it i'm just gonna fuck my uh, eating plan off or whatever it is that they're doing or i'm just gonna forget all my good lifestyle habits you have the fuck it moment and then it's like how strong is the why and can it bring you back to where you want to be can it bring you back to your good lifestyle habits and way and what you agreed to yourself with yourself that you'd start doing? So I've got to a point now where I know myself well enough that I almost schedule in off plan days. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, get off the plan to stay on the plan. But okay. yeah, the, the, the why I had a moment the other weekend, actually, we were on our way back and I just had this moment where I was like, I don't know what I want. What do I want? And I think that's the bit of state of play. 
which is that we've lost sight of where we're going a little bit. But yeah, I think in terms of her why, it's hard to get a 12 year old to think like that, but I think yeah. I think that might be one of my ways of talking to her about it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, D definitely. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really difficult when you're trying to figure out who you are anyway, you know, 12 yeah. years old, like. I mean, I'm 40, I've just worked it out for crying out loud, 41. I'm not, not trying to do my media age, 38. Uh, no, it's more, you know, it's taken me 20 odd years to kind of work out all of that, that stuff. Yeah, I think it took me till I was like 28 to figure out what, what, what I really wanted to do and how I could, you know, be happiest. Yeah. But, and that's what it was, though. It was like, how can I make myself the happiest? And it was by doing yeah. everything I wanted to do in, in life. Um, but when you're 12, it's like, you've got to go to school. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to go to bed at this time. You've got, you've got, you've got to do a lot. Yeah. You have to do a lot. And all um, the time you're negotiating and navigating friendships and relationships for the first level. time. Pardon? Hormone levels. Yeah. You know, not knowing why you're full of rage for 10 minutes. Yeah. Or you feel like you want to cry. And, you know, as a girl, it's it's really, really tough. I mean, as a yeah. lad, it's a, it might be a bit different for boys. Like, because growing up, it's like, I just want to go and play footy. I just want to smash computer games on my own. You know, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's... It's a bit, I'd say it's a bit simpler being a lad, but. I don't, uh, well, I kind of don't want to just write that off because there are things, aren't there, that there's, I've been watching Fargo recently on Netflix. There's this great moment where in season two, where one of the characters tells a story about a, a helicopter pilot who basically has to hold this helicopter in Vietnam over to save his family. Do you know what I mean? He's in the war and he's, mm. he's, he's the pilot. He's saving his family. And he talks about, and you talked a bit about this with Tim, actually, about the kind of male uh, instinct to protect, instinct to provide. And uh, at the end of the whole story, he goes, it, uh, we carry a burden, but our privilege is our burden or our burden is our privilege. And I think in both cases, like for women, I think, you know, it, I have to say, it makes me really angry that boys don't have to go to the doctor and have things done to them like I've had to have done to me in the last, you know, month or so and when I was having babies and you know all it makes me so cross but I have to be really careful with Connie to not go oh it's really rubbish being a woman because you have to go to the doctor and do this because it's not my burden is my privilege I get to have babies I get to you know all of, it's that it's flip I love that line so much our burden is our privilege and I think that's what we're talking about here is it that that tough love element and sometimes that sort of we were so afraid of the negative and we're so afraid of the stress and all of that actually that's therein and that discomfort therein lies the secret to happiness <laughs> it's, it's in the discomfort and that's what I'm doing every day with everyday positivity that's the kind of stuff I'm saying all the time is that you know positivity and thinking in a good way isn't about pasting a smile over the cracks of life it's about uh, knowing that you can deal with the cracks of life and trusting yourself to do so which I think you're very good at and I'm always quite interested, like I was saying, like, where do you get that self-belief from? Where's that from? Where, how have you got that? And you say, <laughs> from messing up. <laughs> Experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just self-honesty. Just being, just completely lay, laying everything bare, like every day, being honest with myself. And I talked a little bit before, before we started about the coaching process. And when you, and I've talked about this before anyway, when you see things, 
in class that people are doing, how they're acting, how they're moving. You, and you, I know that some coaches just walk past it when they've tried to correct it and they can't help and just walk past. But like, as a coach, I can't walk past it. I have to help. I have to change. I have to help people out and try and improve them. Um, and it's, it just lies. It just all ties in with that sort of honesty with people. And it's not like, Hey, you're fat deal, deal with it. It's just being honest with people and having the confidence to try and help them. And, and it has to come from a place of love. But like you, like you said about me personally, why I'm, why I feel I am capable of doing that or why I feel like I have the right to act that way. Like I've like some, another, another member said it to me the other day, said, Oh, you've got a massive attitude. It was what he meant was like that you, you're really open. I, I speak very openly and I'm very honest with people. And um, that does come from having a lot of self-confidence, but that's something that I've earned over time by messing things up and learning about who I am, my flaws, my strengths, my weaknesses, my character, um, and ultimately understanding who I am and, and owning it. Can, your, can you um, change? I, yeah, for the for the better, I could improve. Sometimes, you, go on. No, you go on. I was going to ask about: Are you wrong ever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the but it's if if I get some information that that proves that I've been wrong, then I have to absorb that, take it, and be like, right, shit. Apologize to someone who needs an apology. <laughs> tell them that I do know. And then use that information going forward to be a better person, be a better coach, husband, dad, friend, whatever it is. I've made mistakes with my kids. I've definitely made mistakes with my wife. <laughs> it, you know, and but through making the mistake and owning it instead of just ignoring it and then repeating it over and over and over again yeah. and fucking things up, it's, it's in, eventually improved my marriage. It's improved my communication with my wife. It's improved my parenting skills with my son. Um, you know, it, it, you have to take these things and use them. Like your, your, your failures are lessons. They're not something to just be like, oh, I fucking failed and it's over there now, forever in the back of my mind. It's like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to attach it to my armor. And that's another piece. That's another piece of me now. And just to bring it back, that I mean, I think that's one of the, surprising lessons over the last year for me has been you know you can do that slowly you can do that bit by bit and it really will help I think I was always I'm such an all or nothing person you, you're talking about the fucking stone moment. on stone off sounds like it yeah stone on stone off exactly all or nothing um and through I mean I, so I joined 3D in August one Friday morning when the 6am class are doing short shorts on Friday morning. <laughs> I think, I think it might've been, well, I won't say who it was, but my zoom screen was just someone's crotch going up and down <laughs> as the 6am class was finishing. I was like, this is my into 3d Brill. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my lasting memory. Um, and I think we were all a bit dismissive of zoom classes, but in the final lockdown, we were doing, me and Tanya and Helen and 
cat we're doing 6 a.m probably six times a week five maybe six times a week um and I came back stronger and fitter and and I got back to the box and I was doing things and the people that I noticed other people in the box because I'm not supposed to compare I know but other people in the box that had often been doing things quicker than me weren't and I was like oh okay so doing it little and often really does work and now I'm in a situation where the mistake is I've not been breathing properly on my exertions and now my bladder has dropped <laughs> but now the lesson is from that I can change things but I just have to take it slow and that's okay so just do it one step at a time and you know yeah I don't know where the end is but the physio says I can lift again and I can play squash and I can do handstands and there'll be things that I have to adjust forever. And I might not get my 140 PB on the old deadlift, which I really want, but we'll work on that. But it's, it, it's a, I'm now going right. Well, my next session with her is in two weeks time. Then we assess and we work towards that rather than it, you know, that bladder's never going back up and I might have to have an operation, which will then cause me other things. But now I'm in a place where I can go, I know my body and I'm okay. Yeah. So I'll just keep going. I'll just yeah. do it little and often and, tell you to stop me to, and, and, and look you dead in the eye and go don't make me do a toaster bar I don't think I can do it <laughs> and you go go on and I do it and it's fine <laughs> yeah you think that, that that's um that ties in with all people who who do get to a point where they are obese or they are like of ill yeah. health and it's like well because I can't flip the switch and be healthy tomorrow yeah um, I'm not even going to bother trying and really like what they should be doing is just chip away just start, make a start 1% every day. It's really hard to understand what that is, I think. But I think that's probably going to be my approach. When you're, so, when you're so far away from the goal. Yeah. But what you need to understand is that like life isn't going anywhere. Like you, we, why not move the needle one, one little degree? Like it's, yeah. Let, instead, let's just take one step at a time and then slowly and slowly and slowly you'll get there. But if you stand still or you just self-sabotage, you're never going to get there. It's okay yeah. to be frustrated. Yeah. And I know you are. And I've yeah. been in the past, stuff's happened and I'm like, mm. I remember when I, um, I really badly injured my leg and had an operation and my leg was completely straight. So I had compartment syndrome and a double, double fasciotomy. And my leg was so stiff and swollen. You're going to have to say that again. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> compartment syndrome is... This is where you start uh, talking about MVPs and you're not talking about most valuable players. You're talking about some tendon. <laughs> uh, compartment syndrome is where you have a, a trauma or an impact to a limb. And right. It swells. The blood all goes to that part of the body. Oh, wow. Horrifically. So you seen the scar on my leg? No. That's the next session. Lovely. <laughs> I'll, on, I'll show you on camera. Um, <laughs> so I had to, a, a fasciotomy is where they um, slice through the fascia of your muscle and then that relieves the, the blood, relieves the pressure. Whoa. So I had that in my quadricep. When was this? How old were you? 21. Wow. A few moons ago. Um, how, did you, how did you do it? Football. Football. Went to boot the ball and a... Uh, someone and I was sprinting planted my front my foot that got a hit and as I planted it some guy just came in and kneed me in the side of the leg just went straight in with his knee like a flying knee and yeah um the swelled up swell up overnight the next day it was inch like inches thicker than the other leg really big and um 
they had to slice it open to relieve the pressure. Spent the next oh. month in hospital dealing with it, healing up. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. So I had, that was that was pretty rough. Going back to the story, to what I was trying to say, um, my leg was completely straight and I could not bend it. But, right. But every day I would massage it, and every day I would start to put pressure on it to bend it. And it just, it took days and days and days, months, 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 months until I could get my calf to touch my hamstring again. But it was like, why am I bothering? It hurts. It's, it's shit. It's never going to fucking bend. I'm never going to play football. And they actually said that I wouldn't be playing football for about uh, nine months or so. So mm. I got out of hospital on the, on Halloween that year, can't remember, ages ago. Um, and by December, I was back in the gym and by January I was playing football again. But it's because I just constantly worked on it every single day, yeah. bending my leg. I was trying to bend my leg. I was trying to strengthen it. I was trying to increase the range of motion. But at the time, it felt like it was never going to happen. Yeah. But I was just laser focused on it because I wanted, but because I had a reason to, because I wanted to yeah. go to the gym. I wanted Why? to play football again. Yeah. Exactly. I had a big reason. That's like what I've been doing is I've been going. Is it Michael Jordan who? That's the runner, isn't it? Is that the no, runner? Michael Jordan's the basketball player. Who's what's he, Michael Johnson? There we go. That's the runner. Michael Johnson, he's a runner. Yeah. Boom. So he was talking about like timing himself up and down the corridor when he was getting over quite a major injury and thinking of it like the sprinting. And I've spoken recently to a, a businessman called Azran Osman Rani. He did an event I was doing. And he tells his story of it being like he was in a disastrous cycling accident and then did an Ironman like 80 days later or something like that. But it was the one percenters. It was the tiny efforts that got them both back up and running and where they were. And that's kind of how I've been thinking about this with the proof of like Zoom classes. <laughs> Can you believe it? You hated them so much. And I was like, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, I did hate it. I hated it. <laughs> it was absolutely tell us what to do better and you couldn't coach from the zoom <laughs> we did some coaching but it was very difficult and it was just oh, yeah. shit and it, uh, the thing that wound me up is just the how unnecessary it all was yeah I that's know. what really pissed me off yeah i know i know but they all they worked and you know they've certainly changed the way that i perceive my own fitness and my fitness goals and yeah. how I deal with life. Like I learned so much through CrossFit about life. Like if you listen to any of my daily episodes, she says promoting the podcast again, everyday positivity. Called again. <laughs> everyday positivity, I think. Um, I regularly am talking about CrossFit. I'm regularly going like this morning, I learned this, or you know, I, I learned that. It's just such a great little space to grow in life. That's why I love it so much. Yeah, and the main thing is because it challenges you. Yeah. And that and, and that goes back to what we've been talking about for the past. 40 odd minutes is that you need to be challenged yeah. in order to grow, whether it's your partner being honest with you, whether it's me being honest with a member at the gym, whatever, you being honest with your daughter yep. through the challenge will come improvement if handled in the right way. Yep. I think yeah. There's that's a couple of cheesy sentences. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. It doesn't no, challenge actually, you, it doesn't change you. That's it. That's going on, my, that's in an episode. That's an old one, that. That's that's a proper, that's a proper old one. <laughs> so, 
we've covered a lot there. We have uh, a few taboo subjects. Yeah. And, um, I hope this, if, if there are any women who don't want to exercise, they've been told by a GP that they can exercise because of this. Please get in yeah. touch, get in touch with Kate, get in touch with me, get in touch with a physio who knows the female body. Yeah. That's really key. Yeah. I genuinely think that, you know, to be fair, I think attitudes have definitely changed. Um, and I think, you know, for me, it's a, I think if I could, you know, if there's, a, you know, I, uh, d- first of all, don't search prolapse on Google. <laughs> Those pictures are not nice to look at. Um, but second of all, like, I can't, I'm now going through a breathing process that I never, ever did. And no one ever, ever showed me. And I think if, if, if there's one thing to say to men and women, because pelvic floors affect men as well, then I think it's that breathing and uh, pulling everything in as you breathe out rather than the other way around. Good stuff. Mm, there you go. Wicked. <laughs> so um, your podcast. <laughs> this is what yeah, you what, do, isn't what it? Podcast. <laughs> this is what you do. Yeah, it's what I do. Podcaster. Yes. I was really shocked, really shocked when you told me that. I wasn't doing a podcast at the time when I when we when we first met, when we first started talking about it. I wasn't doing it. I don't think. No, I think you just. I don't think you knew that I. No. I definitely started. I don't. I felt bad that I hadn't listened. Yeah, and then uh, Tim's like, "I'm on it." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, really? Want to listen?" I said, "I listen." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I remember it being a bit of a kick though when you did tell me. I was like, "Oh." Needs to get cracking with that, um, and I've had like like the, over the last I've had a whether I've not had a guest on or I've been, I've, I've had to move people around or yeah. I've just not felt like doing it, um, and I always do want to do it, and I feel like when I do really not want to do one, I should do one anyway. Yeah, I always Before. find that the ones that I don't think were very good or I've exposed too much of myself are the ones that do really well as well. Oh, hundred percent. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's just about, I think it is about consistency. I've been inconsistent recently. And the the main reasons being is that I'm so pissed off with things I do talk about, whether Mm. it's, you know, because, because all this stuff ties in for me, like all this COVID bollocks, it it all ties in with people and how they are and how they act and how they live their lives. Yeah. All of it. How submissive, passive, you know, vulnerable, naive people are how lazy they are, it all comes together. And when I think about one thing, I get fucking raging about another and so on. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And also it just, I mean, look, it just, I think we, when we've spoken about it in depth before it, we've all, you know, I said to you before, it's, it's, our values are being really challenged at this point. Like, you know, if you're into CrossFit, there is a good chance that you believe in, uh, taking responsibility for your own problems and you really believe in the fact that you can change everything and there are people there are people in the world who don't think like that and that's okay that they don't think like that but it really rubs up against those values that you hold I think well yeah that's why that's why you struggle but it's just it's also judgment like when you when you say there well people are lazy that that's because it's rubbing up against your values of not being lazy when someone says to you you've got an attitude that's because it's rubbing up against their values because they don't perceive yeah, it's, it's, it's beliefs being challenged. Yeah. Um, but self responsibility, self like self ownership, yeah. like take some, you know, yeah. 
I'm not responsible for you. No. Because you're overweight. I'm not. not worried. <laughs> not you. I mean. I'm you trying worried. to get that BMI down. <laughs> <laughs> BMI. I know. <laughs> my, mine's oh, BMI. Mine's, my, my BMI is high off. Oh, yeah. Very high. I'm obese. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's challenging time. It's challenging. And people say, that, oh, you, you have to understand people. You, you know, you, you have to, you have to be, you have to understand what, what they're going through and, and all that sort of stuff. But again, yeah. like the engine lights on in your car, if fucking something needs fixing. It's not opinion. It's fact. You know, if you're, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fact that obesity leads to boom, 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 boom. And they are all the leading causes of death. Yeah. It's, it's so it's like your tires flat, your engine's about to blow up, your oil lights on. This is this is happening. All these blinking lights are going off. It's not an opinion. It's not like, oh, that's you're you're being hateful towards me. It's I'm pointing out that you're going to fucking die painfully early. And um, I'll fucking say it. Yeah, you I will. will. I, I you will. Are. Say it, um, <laughs> because it needs to be said. We need to be honest with each other about it. And at some point, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, that phrase gets banded around in my house quite a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, you said something then about, you know, I don't know what it's like to be you. I think that's where we, that's one of the areas we're kind of losing ourselves into slightly because no one knows what it's like to be, you, you know, your experiences have been put together in a certain way that have built yeah. you to be who you are. Yeah. My experiences have put me together in a way that I've, so no one really knows how each of us feels. Yeah. When part of coaching but is understanding do, how people feel. But we do them. know some things and we do know, you know, yeah. I, so can. like the process is, say I've got someone who's overweight, right? Yeah. This might be someone I, I'm working with at the minute. So someone who's overweight and I'm trying to find out everything about them. Yeah. And what I've, when they tell me something that rings an alarm bell, I point it out. Yeah. And I press on that nerve. I'm waiting for that bit of information. And I'm like, oh, I found out something there. Let's fucking press on it. And usually it's hard for someone to talk about. But I know that I'm onto something then because we're going to reveal something. I'm going to learn about why they are the way they are and why they do the things they do. And when I learn that, I can use that and help them in the long term. So I know that one of my clients is reckless because they don't value their own body and health. They're reckless with it. Go on. So I use that information then to find out why they, why they feel so, why they think so little of themselves. And then eventually build on that so that they can build confidence, understand that they are worthy and start to learn how to start to prioritize their own health and themselves and put themselves first so that then we can start, then we can start looking at food. Then we can start looking at exercise. Yeah. Like if, if the foundations aren't there and there's, and the people don't feel the, the need to improve or the need to be healthy or whatever it is, you know, just giving them a load of fucking instructions, diet plans, whatever. I don't even yeah, believe in diet plans, work. by the way. I just want to say that diet plans are dog shit. Um, yeah. They're not going to do anything and they're not going to stick to it. They might do it for a week and then they'll fuck it off. Yeah. But if we don't really find out why people are the way they are, and that, that's all the coaching is tell me your deepest, darkest secrets and the, the skilled people can get it out of you. And 
they, they, because not because of conversational skills or Jedi mind tricks, it's because they care. <laughs> and as soon as you know how much I care, you'll let me in. These robots are not the ones you're looking for. Correct. These droids, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> These droids are looking for. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you're making me think a lot about the conversations I need to have this evening when my daughter gets home from school. Because I think uh, there's a, I love this phrase. You can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. I love it so much because you just don't, you don't, you don't know what your own, you don't know your own stuff until someone goes, uh, see this label on the outside. That's what's going on. So coaches, I think, and I'm a coach as well. I, I think they're really invaluable. So that's actually really just talking to you now has helped me go. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see how I can, I can see the fence, the bit of the fence I need to go through now or well, the door is opened and I can find another way to talk to my girl about stuff that she's going to be struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? All of yeah. our, all of our problems can be solved with honest, open conversation. Yeah. Yes, censor- they can. Not censorship. No. And the way, the way I got, the way I got the stuff out, it's so true. Cause the way I got stuff out of her yesterday was actually by going, this is, this is my challenge and this is what I'm scared of. And I'm scared of having this conversation with you because of the things that I see in the news and all of that. And she then turned around and went, this is what's been happening. Hmm. I'm like, there you go. Given some, you've been honest. Yeah. And you've, you've like laid the ground out there. Say, look, I'm being honest with you. Yeah. You can be honest with me if you want to. Yeah. And then I'll go on a podcast the next day and we'll talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. That you'll never listen to. That is part of my process. Step one, cry about it. Step two, work out the plan. Step three, deploy the plan. Step four, podcast. (laughs) So it's like saving your data, isn't it? Yeah. You know it's there then. (laughs) Yeah, done it. All right, now I can move on. So thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Just learning. Like I've, I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> well, being honest has never been a mistake. No, never. Never, ever, ever gone. Oh, I shouldn't have spoken my mind there. Like I've done it a few times with the missus, but that was my delivery. <laughs> my delivery was off. <laughs> you know, I say that to Tim all the time. It's never your point. It's always how you say it. <laughs> yeah. Us men are a bit, uh, you know, sometimes we kick the door open. kick the door open and brandish the machine gun without like checking what's in there yeah that's a whole other podcast i could talk to you for hours about that yeah i need to get better at that i am getting better at that (laughs) yeah but you know a few rows later we'll have it yeah well i think it's like oh could go off on one here but yeah just uh, uh you know a good i've got a friend who's no longer with us and she used to say it's not a proper relationship if you haven't smashed a few plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I have this great story where Tim and I had a row once. We used to live in Bath and the, the bathroom door was like, we got it like this. We didn't buy it like this. Uh, we, the bathroom door had like one of those glass, it was one glass sheet pane. You know, those ones that have the frame. Oh yeah. I had a proper, I was like, ah, right Tasmanian devil moment where I was proper raging and I slammed the bathroom door and the glass went, ah and shattered onto the floor and all I could think was Penny saying it's not a proper relationship unless you smashed a few plates in that moment and then we just both fell about laughing and cleared up the glass and got a new door uh, but yeah that, and that's just a miscommunication that and hormones and emotions and yeah. all of that things nice little petri dish of but it, it, the, the best the best you have to be you have to like in a relationship you have to get good at arguing you do and be you okay with good. it 
yeah, you have to under, you have to get that like you're going to disagree. If you don't disagree with your missus or whatever, oh, I just we've never had an argument. I heard once. I, I always go liars, <laughs> liars. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. You have to. You, you, you can't. Yeah, it's life rubbing up against life, isn't it? You can't. You just where's the passion? Yeah, you can't make a. As as far as rubbing up against things goes, as well, you need a yeah, bit right. of, like you need some passion. There's like, oh, you've pissed me off. Still gonna bang you though. Do you know what I mean? You need a bit of you need a bit of that. If it's all just like yeah. Yeah, that's great, I agree it's with all everything the tension, isn't it? Say. And I know Laura looks at me sometimes and she's like, dickhead. Yeah. Um, but I know that she she understands why I'm the way I am. She, yeah. You know. Um. I adore my husband. I, he's the best thing since sliced bread. I agree. He's cool. <laughs> We've been together since we were 15, 14, oh, 15. Wow. So, and I'm 41 now. And I was like, I, every time I look at him, I go, I was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Vindicated. <laughs> that's amazing. He's just, yeah. he's a top guy. I loved him. Yeah. I had a so lot he, has that effect on, he has that effect on people like you. <laughs> We had, we had loads of good feedback from the podcast we did the other did week. Did you? Yeah, really good. Yeah. He's good like that. And, you know, all this stuff, like, I mean, how ace is it that I'm like, could you have a look for me? Like, I've got friends who are like, I'd never ask my husband that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. When, I, when, we, had, when we had Louis and I had to go to hospital to have the stitches, he walked across the end of the bed and I went, everything all right down there? And he went, yeah. <laughs> it's fine, babe. You're all good. <laughs> But he's and he's just done nothing but you know he gets cross but when it when the, when it comes to the crunch he's there you know he's solid he'll he, he says all the right things does all the right things and yeah he's, he's my rock so yeah adore, adore him and he's been it's been ace coming to the box with him again like actually training together has been really oh, nice yeah. that yeah yeah we love it when we get a chance to train together oh, you know, God, you'd think that we're both both pts and we'd be able to get to but you know we've two kids and yeah you competed this weekend as well yep yeah oh that and that was that was ace that that was really good lovely love that uh yeah (laughs) she'll forgive me for going fast on the workouts she did when i've paired up with tim actually recently he's really quick on stuff and he's like i was like i'm knackered by the end of it and he's like that's because you've got no brakes like yeah he gets to properly wrestle like the engine goes out comes back in two seconds later and everyone else is taking ages so yeah, he's got, it's annoying, but it's, um, but, and you know, now Louis's doing it as well. And one day we might get Connie in the box as well. Keep thinking about taking my own, um, doing like level one or something or kids training so that I can like role model that one out and be there to train her, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think you're already a great role model. Oh, thanks. I think you already are. Like, you know, you, you literally talk about positive body, you know, positivity <laughs> and well-being every day. Yeah. One. Do you know what I mean? You, you're doing a job that you love. Yeah. The made up. Made up job that you love. <laughs> yeah. You know, same really. I did yeah. some bullshit job. I quit my job that was shit. I hated it to do what I wanted to do because I realized what I wanted to do was be really happy. Um, but yeah. And hopefully I'm sure that you'll figure it out and. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And, and you know, it might not be CrossFit. It might be netball it might be yeah it might be line dancing out now it, it's yeah something though yeah we'll find um, it we will find it yeah um, because i'm truly of the belief that like 
you need a healthy body for a healthy mind yeah you do and yeah the last few weeks have been interesting and I think really highlighted that so the last the last year and a half like if this was talking oh, yeah. about you know if there wasn't a, a mile long queue at Mackey's and people was more people out running the gym stayed open it was pushed that health was the priority and you know oh it's all right for you you're healthy you're not going to worry about it it's like right well there you go then health is literally free like I when I didn't have a gym membership, I used to go and train on the park at R4 in the morning, every morning before I went to work. So it's like, I didn't. But that's your thing, right? That's your thing. So I would, that's the bit that I think that's important to put that that's your thing. And that my, is my, that is my, my thing. thing is I have to have a six o'clock start. I have to, you know, I have to like be there on time. All I have to do is walk through that door at 5.57 and hope that Tom doesn't get cross. I'm a bit late. <laughs> but, you know, I, all, that's all I have to do is walk through that door at 5.57 and that's really important. I get everything I need once yeah. I've done that. Uh, the, the re- what I was saying is that, like, the reason I did all that, though, is because I knew that it was important. Yeah, I valued yeah. it. Um, and my, my confidence was, my confidence with training and fitness was always high because I've always done it and I was good at some stuff. Like, you know, I got, like, through discus and ran for all ran for the whatever the the club I love that discus yeah like through discus when I was in year yeah. nine, 10 stuff and you know I was always like winning sports day so that gave me loads of confidence um that obviously not many kids kids get but it's it's because it was pushed on me that it was it was good it was a positive thing to train Mm. Um, and if you, I just think if you can show kids the value of that, if you can show people the value of that without it being an ego thing where it's like you're bad at it, you're good at it, you get picked last for the team. Yeah. Um, that's how we're going to get more people mindful of the health and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Brilliant. Nice Mate, one. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your time and, and telling your story. It's not an easy one to tell. No, it's not. But it's, uh, I think it's really, as I said at the beginning, it's it's about telling the story in places where people don't expect to hear it because that's when you actually spread the rights, the, you spread it to the people who need to who need to hear it. You know, I've seen loads so. of women pissed doing double unders. Yeah, that's that's that's. I think. So what I'm saying is pelvic floor health is yeah is massive men and yeah. women, of course yeah yeah. It really, really is important. And um, it's definitely like an area of people's strength and fitness where they can gain a lot from not doing a lot. Like yeah. pelvic floors are just a bit of, you know, yeah, holding it in and out, aren't they? Squeezing. Yeah. It's not that. It is. It is. And it makes everything better. <laughs> but the, um, uh, yeah. So if anyone wants to talk to me about it, please do feel free to, because I've done this now. There's no hiding. Yeah. And please uh, subscribe to Kate's podcast. <laughs> Give it, give that another positivity. Plug. It's a flash briefing on your Amazon Echo if you want, want to do that as well. I'll so. stick a, I'll stick the link to your podcast in Fab. the notes. Thank you. But yeah, thank you very much, Kate. Thank you for your thanks time, for and thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next week. <laughs>